You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. And yourself, Mark? Good, good. good. <laughs> good week here at Massive Late Fee. A better week than Johnny Depp had, who was fired. Oh, well, I guess they asked him to step aside, and he agreed to step aside as Grindel. Oh, what he, happened? He figures from that. He sold me 10 figures. Oh, that's good. Like what they described is maybe one day of shooting. Right. But, uh, yeah, they asked him to uh, step aside as Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Now, apparently, there's a petition to get Amber Heard uh, fired from Aquaman 2. They're going to say they want her to play Grindelwald. <laughs> no, apparently, they're getting Mads Mikkelsen for that. Oh, I like him. He's a good actor. He was, he's in the show Hannibal. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, who's he playing? Ha- who's he playing Hannibal, Hannibal Mike? Uh, he plays uh, John Hannibal Smith. That's right. <laughs> I love it when a joke comes together. Um, you know, I, I realized something about the A-Team this week. Hmm. Did you have any A-Team epiphanies this week? <laughs> no. No, you were the only one. Right. What would you know? All right, so you gotta, you gotta, someone may have thought of this before. I wouldn't be shocked. It's not like incredibly original or anything. But when you think about it hard, which why would anybody think hard about the A-Team? Um, they travel around, uh, often jet-setting. Uh, they never take any money because they always like go to like a fucking orphanage that needs a new rec room or something. Mm-hmm. And they spend like hundreds of dollars in weapons and ammunition every episode. That means they must have robbed that bank. Yeah, that's true. How else are they funding this? <laughs> they were... Uh, they they. It just says a crime they didn't commit, but so they they committed that crime. Yeah, but but that crime is it's either a unreliable narrator, narrator which I'm sure they thought of that, right? Or uh, the, the crime they that I looked it up because I was curious if they ever really uh, addressed that. And the crime that they didn't commit was actually a murder of a general. So that's oh, okay. not what they're being charged with. Oh, okay, I got you. Well, there there you go. They definitely robbed that bank, though. And then they just felt so guilty. They're just like helping out, like you know. Uh, the derelicts of society. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the Los Angeles area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. What's weird is they flew a lot, though. Like, they're, I mean, at a certain point, I felt they were just doing it because, uh, you know, George Papard probably wanted, like, an exotic location, like mm-hmm. Adam Sandler style. Right. And also, it was fun to think of a way to uh, knock out a, a PA Baracus. Right. But then they ran out of ideas. One, one episode, they just hit him in the head with an oar. <laughs> I mean, at first it was like an elaborate scheme, like oh, let's go to the dentist, and like they 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 somehow paid the dentist off again with what money? I mean, right. I mean really, you think of all the bribes these guys have to make just in general. Exactly. And then uh, they they gassed him, and then they load him onto a plane because you know who wouldn't be suspicious of a uh, a group of guys just dragging a black man onto a plane? <laughs> with... Either that, or they flew private, which again, very expensive. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did some crimes. That's for sure. You know, he didn't do any crimes, though. And unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I didn't deserve to go out this way, in my opinion. But, you know, it, it happens. Uh, Alex Trebek passed away. 
What a blow. Yes. Yes. Mike's close. It was still a shock to me. I don't know how you yeah. felt, but I mean, to me, it was like, wow, that's, I mean, I know he was, you know, elderly, I guess, technically, he's what, he was 80 when he died. Yeah. And, you know, he had like a very, like, you know, a very, like, deadly form of cancer. I mean, you know, I think that's what Patrick Swayze also had. Yeah, that's right. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah, yeah I, I knew it was coming, but it still it still really sucked. I thought he was going to to, you know, see out like the rest of the season, I guess. Apparently though, he's got he's got he's taped episodes until uh the his last episode will be Christmas Day. Yeah, that's what I heard. So that's poetic, I guess, in in a way. He'll he'll close out the rest of the year. That'll obviously be their last for the year. Who do you think they'll replace him with? Ken Jennings? That's that's my guess. Yeah, that's my guess too. When they brought him or, on. Or Deep Blue. <laughs> right. Watson. When they um yeah, when they when they brought Ken Jennings on as a special like consultant, I was like, Yeah, they're they're grooming him to replace him, I think. Yeah, that's what I felt too. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Ken Jennings, he's like too smarmy, but he's fine. I I mean Jeopardy is I mean, it, it I, I don't watch it because Alex Trebek's on there. He just happens to be on there. Right. I mean, he's not bad. He's not. I mean, he's a host. A host's job is just to, uh, you know, let the show flow smoothly, mm-hmm. not to, uh, you know, um, just like, uh, you know, not to, not not to do like a Steve Harvey where you're just fucking like, you know, staring at the camera for like right. minutes at a time, making it about you're you. Outraged, but yeah. you're you're outraged by something that uh, they probably got away with on Father and Son. She's expecting. <laughs> Stares at the camera for five minutes. <laughs> Well, I, th- I think it's funny. There was one that was like, um, name something that can be passed. And the guy said a joint. And he, Steve Harvey's like, yeah, that's probably up there in a legal drug. He says like that or something like that. And it was number two. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he does shit like that all the time. But yeah, I agree. I, I still, I'm still befuddled over the fact that often on, on that show, uh, the prize is one car for five people. Yeah, no kidding. I don't get that. And not even like uh, like a minivan or something. It's a sedan. Yeah, what's the best case scenario with that? They all live in the same house and they all work at the same place? I guess. <laughs> and then even if that's the case, I mean, they're taxed for about half of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, here's half of a car divided between five people. Yeah, that's Thanks terrible. Uh, you know you know, I thought was sort of poetic, too, though, was that... We haven't talked about this either because this, I mean, the, the, even Alex Trebek's death is a, not old news necessarily, but it, it happened last weekend um, or the weekend that just passed. And obviously this is coming out Thursday, but I, it was interesting to me. I don't know what, what separated it a week or so, but uh, Sean Connery's death. Sean Connery died yeah. too at 90. Yeah, I watched uh, The Rock in tribute uh, after that. So Connery and Trebek died. In the same week. Yeah, that's that is that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's a very celebrity Jeopardy uh, type thing to happen. You've heard the theory about the movie The Rock, correct? Where it's like the theory James is Bond. that Sean Connery is still playing James Bond. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense when I rewatched it. It really does. Honestly, it does make a lot of sense. I'm going to say that's what happened. Yeah, I agree. That's one of my favorite fan theories. We did an episode on fan theories once. Check out our episode on yeah, fan theories. We did. I haven't really seen Sean Connery in a lot of stuff. I mean, I know he's like, you know, obviously famous for playing James Bond, but 
I saw like a what the hell Goldfinger is that the one that's with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Goldfinger. Um, I saw the movie Finding Forster, which he's in, which is hilarious because I think at one point he says, "You're the man now, yeah. dog." You're the man now, dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's about all I ever seen him in. Wasn't he was? I think the last movie he did was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Was it really? That's really. Oh yeah, I did see that. That was really bad. Yeah, I think we saw that together in the theater. I feel we did. Yeah, we did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a good, not a good movie. Yeah, and and and, and of all the movies to walk out on for three hours, uh, this would have been the one. No kidding. I, I, you wouldn't have missed anything. I mean, Narc is a pretty good movie. <laughs> I feel like Elmore Leonard. Like could have wrote an arc, but it's like a little darker. Oh, okay. Hmm. Would you agree? Uh, well, I haven't seen it, so oh. Oh. I never went back and watched it. That's true. Uh, Net, uh, Netflix has won the right to air a new Arnold Schwarzenegger television show, Mike. Oh, I think weren't people suspecting this is going to be uh, one of his other prop? I think it's like Last Action, not Last Action Hero, uh, True Lies, like a TV series. Kind of, yeah. It's he's it's a father and daughter spy TV series. They're not. Is, is it is yeah. it Eliza Dushku or no? It's a, a woman named Monica uh, Bar- 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 Barbaro. That's a crazy name. Bubbabarro? Yeah. Sounds Italian. Um yeah, they no uh it's untitled and no like real details about it yet, but uh they Netflix won the rights to to have it. So um Does I get- it mention whether or not he tries to trick his wife into thinking that she was fucked by some stranger? Right. No, it doesn't. Although this Monica Bavaro, she looks a lot <laughs> like Eliza Dushku. So I'm thinking that even if it's not a True Lies series, it's going to be very True Lies-esque. I heard uh, that at one point either Arnold Schwarzenegger or Jamie Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis, oh, yeah, was saying totally. they thought Eliza Dushku should be like the sequel, like it should be about her. I don't know why they, Why not just bring her back if this is in fact True Lies. Agreed. I agree. I mean, why not? I wonder I what mean, Eliza Dushku is up being to afraid now. of like people age. People should just stop being afraid of people aging in Hollywood. I mean, everyone ages. We understand. Stop turning yourself into a fucking catfish. Exactly. Laura Dern is you know still pulling roles in. Eliza Dushku is thirty nine. Oh lord, she's way too old now. No, uh, the last thing that she was in. Uh, was in 2016 a movie called Eloise huh. with Robert Patrick and Chase Crawford. Oh, hey. Uh, oh, nice. The Deep. The Deep's in it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know oh, what it's Frisco. about. Let's see. Oh, there's no plot summary. Just people you in You see Robert Patrick? Yeah, Robert Patrick. So it's uh, nice. So the Terminator. Yep. She, always, she only works with Terminators. Apparently, yes. And then let's see if she's in a TV. Well, no. Okay, in 2017, she was in the Saint television a television film. Ooh, and three episodes of Bull. So good. Bull. <laughs> Bull. Uh, yeah. Didn't I, she have like? Wasn't her sister on Bones, or is that somebody else I'm thinking of? I think that's um, 
Oh, whose sister Alonzo is Alonzo Dushku? No, it's it's Tia I know, or Tamara. Yeah, it's Tia Tia and Tamara. It's Tia Maori, and yeah, they share like like you know because they, they don't mind splitting the salary. It's it's a good amount of money. It's um, what's her face? Uh, yeah, uh, Zoe Deschanel's sister. Oh, okay, Emily Deschanel. It's funny how like like if you're famous enough, your sister can also be briefly famous. Yeah, just like like, uh, like Hillary Duff's sister. I was, was like, yeah, put her at Napoleon Dynamite. I was gonna I mention guess that. Do a song. <laughs> Haley Duff. Uh she's like the the uh, more macho version of Hillary Duff. <laughs> she's tomboy Hillary Duff. Um. Anyway, speaking of Hillary Duff. On to the Parents Guide game today, Mike. What's her name? Britney Spears as well. Her sister is Jamie uh, Lynn Spears. Yeah. yeah. Or or what about jizz- uh, what's her- jizzing by that guy from uh, you know uh, fuck what's that sh- Drexel Club? No. Uh, Dexter's uh, Laboratory. Fell apart for me. No, <laughs> head of the class. Oh yeah. Dennis on the head of the class. Um. Oh. Oh yeah. She she was on one of his shows. Yeah, I think so. No, terrible. Um, also, what's her name? Uh, Nick Lachey and... Uh, fuck. What is her Dr. name? Dr. J? No. <laughs> the one he was married to, the one that's way more famous than him. She dated Tony uh, Romo at one point. I really don't know. The singer. Chris, Christina Milan? Milano? No, no she, got, she got really big. Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Yeah, Jessica Simpson, uh, her her sister, Ashley Simpson. I, I heard she almost got up to 130 pounds. <laughs> yeah, she was way overweight, almost 130. Um. Anyway, so Parents Guide game. Mike, I think yes. this is going to be a very successful Parents Guide game for you. For I'm going to start with profanity. 28 F-words. Shit, dumb bitch, milder profanities such as assholes, dickhead, and hell. Hannah Montana, the movie. Oh, that's very close. Um, <laughs> let's see. Under sex and nudity, one of the main characters is a prostitute, but is never shown displaying her trade. Pretty woman? <laughs> no. Uh, a man says, you get to fuck her every night. Uh, this sounds familiar and also uh, very unrealistic expectations-wise as far as relationship goes. Um, <laughs> mermaids. Uh, no. That's a good movie, though. Uh, let's see. A man smashes a fish tank. And the fish are shown dying on the floor. Is this Deuce Bigelow? No. Uh, that's a very good guess, though. Uh, let's see. A man struggles against a machine that he is strapped to. He grabs a man's neck. This continues until an assistant repeatedly injects him with a sedative. And that says in parentheses... Total, total recall. Then it says in parentheses, blue... It is a blue sedative. Yes, it's Total Recall. Okay, yeah, I saw this recently, but I still don't remember the movie that well. It's a very odd movie for a lot of reasons. Oh, yeah. Displaying her trade. 
Yeah, because I forgot that um, he wanted a woman who was sleazy. Yeah, so I can't remember who that is, but uh, the uh, the Bar- Barbino uh, lookalike is um, is a prostitute. Well, he's dead. Exactly. Eyes popping out and everything. Yeah, but then they uh, they went back in there fine. Yeah, that's true. As soon as, as soon as he gets oxygen, that just fixes eyes. Yeah, it's like just as soon as Joe Biden gets like all of a sudden the coronavirus is gone. Right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. Thanks. A, I, that's what my mom's uh, Facebook page says, at least. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Biden won the election, we think. Oh, they haven't. They're not done yet. Yeah, we'll see it. We'll see what happens in court. See, I kind of, just for the, the hilarity it would give me, mm. if it was like a Lucy with a football type motion, <laughs> type event, <laughs> where, 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 where he sued and then he ended up, he was the winner after all. Oh, uh, it'd be hilarious for a little bit. <laughs> right. You know, what's funny uh, is, is just today, uh, Joe Biden announced that his chief of staff is uh, Ronald Klain, who, for those of you that don't know, uh, was in charge of the legal effort for Al Gore in the 2000 election in Florida. Very good. So it's like, you know, Ron, you get to win one maybe in court <laughs> instead of lose a presidency. Uh, yeah. I saw the movie yeah, Recount recently with uh, Kevin Spacey playing him. Very good. Yeah. I already recently, said that if uh, I, they were going to make a movie about my life, I wa- I'd want a child molester. <laughs> right. Chuck Berry did the uh, soundtrack. That's right. Uh, Phil Spector uh, produced it. <laughs> and Robert Blake did the voiceover. And what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Aw. He, he, he did craft services. <laughs> Oh, man. What a... Oh, Michael Jackson could have done something, too. But he was dead at the time, I think. Yeah, I think so. They had a seance, and he was he was resurrected to do choreography for the one dance... For the dance number in the, in the HBO movie Recount about the Florida Very election. Very good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Mike... I saw a film uh, at request. I will. Uh, I'll start off by telling everyone that uh, I was requested, or we were, we were requested actually, to by name to review a movie called Body Swap by uh, Jimmy Custas. Seville, right? Who <laughs> starred in it? Wrote the movie produced it and it was directed by somebody else um mike yes did you watch the movie i watched some of the movie did you did you enjoy yourself part i watched i mostly enjoyed really you liked it i watched four minutes of the movie oh okay but about half that i liked well that's that's good like there's a pretty funny like parody of like sitcoms at the beginning. I really like that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything else I hated. Um, 
So I don't know exactly. Oh, you, you don't know these people, do you? No, I don't oh, at all. Good. This dude just came out of the woodwork to say, hey, could you review the movie on your show? And I said, sure. Wow. You know, you're, you're, you're missing a few words there, my friend. What? What am I missing? <laughs> he said, would you review movie my show? Maybe my thing broke up. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, watched it. Um, it's so the plot is, uh, this, Original. yeah, this dude plays a, uh, just a slob, an unemployed guy who's trying to milk the system by, by applying for jobs that he knows he's not qualified for so that he can continue to collect unemployment. Like a screenwriter. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he meets, because uh, he goes to a job interview, he meets a young woman that's a career-minded, driven woman, apparently. I guess. I don't know. We get very little characterization uh, of these people. I don't know. He's a down-on-his-luck slob. She's an ambitious, ambitious, ambitious <laughs> career. It's fire. not, uh, it's Demi Moore doesn't, uh, <laughs> isn't the star of the movie. <laughs> so she can't be ambitious. Um, at that time, she could have just like not worn pants and people wouldn't have noticed for a while what was going on. <laughs> right. A daring fashion move. Oh my goodness. A, a cheap's uh, fur. <laughs> I guess it's hair. Fur is murder. And they, someone just throws blood on her. Well, I can fight back occasionally. Right. Oh, forget it. Uh, we don't need to. Someone already threw blood on her. She said in her period. Um. Anyway, so this is not good. It's offered for it, like it's available for ten dollars uh, to rent on I think Vimeo and maybe a couple other places. Yeah, Vimeo. It's um. It's not good at, at, at all. There is no one in this that is good at their job. Uh, it's pretty much a failure on all aspects. You remember when we watched that, uh, what is it, Showgirls 2? Yes. That was a better production than this. Oh, wow. I was mostly crunched for time, but I mean, I, I wasn't, you know, after that brief period of... Uh, Watching it, I already knew I didn't want to watch the rest of it. Yeah, it so it opens with a like a it's almost like documentary style. They sit the two people, CJ. They have the same name, which is the only it, reason. That part alone made me like hate it because I mean, how many how many fucking movies have I seen where they're like, you know, oh, this is what happened a few days ago, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't care anymore about this premise. Stop it. Yeah, they're both named Casey for some reason, and. Although the female Casey goes by CJ, so we can differentiate them. So CJ and Casey are there, and they're like, "Hey, we swapped bodies. Uh, let me tell let us tell you the story about how it happened." First of all, like why they're not talking to a fucking psychologist or something like that is beyond me. Who is filming this? It it makes no sense at all. But then also, it totally ruins the fact that you know they're going to switch back. Right? I it, mean, obviously they're going to switch back, but... If it had been a twist, 
and it was like it was revealed at the end of the movie that they never switched back and they were just pretending like they switched back then i mean that might have that might have made it better i guess but um anyway so they they meet like i said and they switch bodies because they both touch a shredder at the same time while water gets spilled on it and they get electrocuted or Oroku something like is what he goes by <laughs> Yeah, he says. That's uh, the best thing ever. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever. I, I worked at a lot of law, a couple law firms, and mm-hmm. like you know, we have like you know documents we shred. So we have like a, a service that comes to you know like take it to the truck and they shred it like right there. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be great if you worked for that company. Like on Halloween, it just dresses a shredder. How great would that be? <laughs> Get those shredders. I don't want to work there for a day just to do that. That would be great. Just be a temp. Also, you can uh, you know you get a lot of exercise. Plus, you can steal all the credit card info you want. Mm-hmm. So, um, this uh, they switch bodies. They they discover it pretty much immediately. Like I mean, well, he goes to the bathroom as the woman, and it just here's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't. I don't have the strength to go through this whole plot. Um, no, we don't need to. Uh, do you think that if you were swapped on a woman's body, you'd be able to wipe efficiently? No. Like, would all. you know what you're doing there at first? I, I doubt it. Uh, not at all. I'd have no idea. I think they I blocked. have uh, two daughters, and I feel that they both, like, took a while to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, me on my first day, I, I don't think I'd be an expert. Right. Yeah, I think they blot or something. I don't know. Hey, do you think if you uh, if you woke up as a woman, what would be the first thing you did? Wow, first thing I did probably, I... probably fucking cry about something, huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Obviously, you complain. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That would be crazy. I, I've 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 thought about it before, though. Like thought like I've I've often said it would be interesting and in, illuminating to be a woman for a day. Or maybe a couple days. I wouldn't want to be a woman for very much longer than that. No, I mean, you and I are uh, white males in America. What what better situation could you be in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, um, and at least I mean, I'm straight. Putin, obviously, but... <laughs> at least? At the very least, you're straight? I'd say at the most, you're straight. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, at least I'm straight. <laughs> Oh, I'm also straight. Though I, <laughs> though I, as the Woody Allen joke goes, uh, if you're bisexual, you have twice the dating opportunities. That is true. Although I, I feel this is controversial, but if you're still listening to us at this point, you don't care. No. I feel like if you're like a like a bisexual, you generally lean more towards being gay. Does that make sense? I would imagine you would, yeah. I mean, not that I care either way. I mean, if for all I care, fuck every other man on earth could be fucking gay. That'd be great for me, for sure. But yeah. then every woman would think you're gay. <laughs> that would be weird. That'd be the automatic assumption. Do you think all the women would also resort to being gay, like you know, just for sexual gratification? Do you think that probably yes? Don't don't you think that for women it's much easier for them to be uh you know like closer to bisexual on the spectrum than it is for guys 
Yeah, I feel that though that's because they're less judgmental. Like with uh, men, like sexuality for some reason is like tied into masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like oh, I, I, I uh, you know, I won't wipe my ass. I'm that fucking straight. <laughs> what you wipe twice? Where are you? Uh, 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 I a lot of words I can't say right now. <laughs> But I know all of them. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember the first Terminator movie? Yes. Like when he's when someone knocks on the door and he's looking like at his options to say. <laughs> yeah. I had about 10 options I saw all at once. I'm like, oh, I can't use any of these. Like, none <laughs> of them are better than the other. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So the word I'll use there is homosexual. All right, man. Yeah, I, I I don't know. There's there's a uh, there's a fairly attractive woman in, in this movie, uh, and that's that's about all it's got going for it. Wow! Throw a rock, you'll find one. Kate Kate, which is spelled K A Y T E, by the way. Of course, Geralt. Yeah, the name alone makes me know that I would never want to have a conversation with this person. <laughs> the first name, uh, DeWalt, I don't care about. K-A-Y-T, yeah, don't thank you. Yeah. Either her parents named her that and were fucking hippies, or she named herself that and she's an idiot. I feel like I feel like that's a self-styled name. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> like if you were to spell uh, Rebecca in an unusual manner. Yeah, exactly. What, a f- <laughs> what kind of fucking moron would do that? <laughs> oh my goodness! Do you enjoy any of these kind of movies, like the the body swap, you know, like uh, or mind? Sw- I guess it's more of a mind swap, which you know, you would think so, none right? of these premises make any sense. In fact, when I was trying to find this movie on Vimeo, I came across the wrong movie with, and this one had Vince Vaughn, and it was called like a uh, Freaky, and it was like he tries to murder a woman and they swap bodies. Holy and shit! That one got pretty good reviews. Yeah. Um. I, you know, the one that I like, and it's not a good movie, but uh, it's the only one, like, the one, it's the one I remember from being a kid. Uh, I, I think it's called Vice Versa. That's the Judge Reinhold one. Is that with Kirk Cameron? No, Kirk Cameron is in the... Um, oh, Dudley Moore, right? Yeah, it's Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore. I think that's called... Oh, what is that this called? shit again? No, there's one with Charlie Slattery though, uh, and and oh, George Burns. <laughs> Charlie Slattery and George Burns called Eighteen Again, but uh, maybe vice versa. I don't remember. There's a lot of these movies. I mean, there's uh, What Women Want with uh, Mel Gibson. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's kind of one. I mean, it's good that he felt empathy for uh, women. If only there was another group he could find more empathy for. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Vice. I knew Vice. There was a, a famous kid in it too. It's uh, it's Fred Savage, Fred Savage, and Judge Fred Reinhold. Stoller? Fred Stoller and and Judge Reinhold. Get out of the body, Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber. Get off the phone. Everybody loves Raymond and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know, and vice versa. I'm gonna vice versa. I'm not gonna rewind it. I miss Fred Solar uh, being on the show. I know me too. I tweeted him. He never got back to me. He was probably busy. With Mike and Mark. That's right. Oh, yeah. He's doing that new show, Get Off the Phone.
But yeah, Vice Versa is the one I like. I can't remember the Dudley Moore and uh, the Dudley Moore Kirk Cameron one. I think biggest kind of similar. I mean, I guess he technically switches bodies with his future self. Yeah, that's true. Like father, like you... son. That's the there uh, you go. Yep. That's the other one. Kirk Cameron. I feel that if there was like an accurate movie like this, uh, the adult male who switches like a CD son would be doing all sorts of illegal shit with underage girls. Oh, Can you imagine like uh, having the fucking game you'd have as like an older man uh, against like fucking like high schoolers? Yeah, you would. Uh, you'd wreck people. Yeah, like I mean, you know how to talk to a woman finally when you're like you know thirty years old and you're in high school now. Well, that's kind of that. That happens in that. I think it's called Seventeen again. That Zac Efron movie. Oh, okay, Zac Brown Band. Yep, the Zac Brown Band movie. You know what else is kind of like that is uh, a movie that I got to see in Las Vegas. Uh, I got to see a, a you know preview, like an audience preview, the Hot Chick. With Rob Schneider. Yeah, remember we saw that at the theater and like we went to the uh, the terrible theater mm-hmm. around there that, you know, the dollar show. And then like in the, the last five minutes, the film burned out like it literally bubbled and yes. you saw it melt away. And yes. then we're like, oh, I mean, you were already thinking about like, I can't know where this is going. <laughs> oh, kinda, my God. <laughs> I kind of feel that if I was morphed to a woman's body, I wouldn't look in the mirror on purpose, you know, just in case. Mm hmm. You know, there's a there's a movie uh, that now that I think about it with uh, Lily Tomlin and Steve Martin called All of Me. That's kind of like that, except she dies and she like she possesses Steve Martin, basically. I guess in kind of like Je- being John Malkovich and also Ghost Dad are similar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a ton of them. Quantum Leap. Yeah, Quantum Leap's a big one, of course. What do you think happened after he left their bodies in Quantum Leap? Do you think the person's like, what the fuck just happened there? I couldn't control my own, you know, thoughts for, like, weeks. Well, apparently, uh, they go to the future and, like, they're in his body or whatever. Well, that's fun. Yeah, it's weird. Because so, every once in a while, they'll they'll have one. Like, one time he jumped into this killer who, like, escaped, and then Al had to track him down. Nice. Do you feel that you could... um? Like, if you were to say you were a screenwriter and you were forced to make a movie in this genre, how how would you do it? Would, would you be able to improve upon the tired old premise of, like, oh, we don't understand each other, but now at the end we, we do? I mean, even trading spaces is kind of like this. Yeah. It's like, you know, the fish out of, I mean, that's just, you know, done socially and not physically, which, you know, is obviously the only, you know, reasonable way that could be done. Huh. What could I do to improve? This a body swap, like movie. just a premise of two people changing their minds. Yeah. Hmm. I guess who the here's the question: Who would you? Who would be the two people? I mean, they've done you know mother and daughter. They've done father and son. They've done all that stuff. I get you. You probably wouldn't want to do like mother and son. Probably not. Um. What what two people could you do? Oh, you know what you could do? You could do uh, a Republican and a Democrat. <laughs> a Trump fan and, you know, like a uh, an AOC fan. That's what you'd have to do. Or what about like a uh, super religious person and like a uh, Satanist? There you go. <laughs> yeah, not an atheist, a Satanist. 
Although a lot of most Satanists are atheists as well. It's just like a, it's kind of like almost a lot of it's like kind of like a, you know a theater. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that I think that would be the way to go. Something like that, and then you could uh, you could really you know get because the whole point of it is is to try to either it's got to be either comedy uh like the it's it's fish out of water really or it's yeah. social commentary sure that's uh you know that that's what that's what you try to do one of the reviewers of this movie body swap was saying that it was some kind of social commentary and i was like yeah i don't see any of that in there <laughs> It's just a really poorly directed and poorly acted movie. It's no good at all. Well, I'm glad I didn't waste uh, all the time you wasted on it. Yep. <laughs> like I said, I've been very busy. Lately. You know, one of Everything. my one of my favorite ones actually in this in this genre is Heaven Can Wait. That's the uh, uh-huh. the um, Warren Beatty movie. Very good. I like that one. I forgot you're 70. Yeah, exactly. Was that when you went to the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers game? Yeah, exactly. Came out in 1978. Thank you. Um, I think that's way after the Dodgers. Wasn't it like 68, 67 they went to uh, L.A.? uh, I think they went to L.A. in 1963 or 64. Ah. Something like that. Look, uh, now that uh, Vince Scully uh, left, uh, they broke the Vince Scully curse and won. Yep. Although I think they also won in 89 when he was the announcer. So it's not like he never fucking had a championship. You know, people were acting like, oh, poor Vince Scully. He's been here forever. They didn't win. It's like, yeah, they won in 89. He was still there. More recently than the Tigers. Yeah, look at look at the poor fucking announcers for the Lions. Absolutely. Mark Champion. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, March. That's the the Pistons, I think. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jim Brandstatter. Mm, could be Dan Miller. Yeah, Dan Miller's one of them for sure. Hey, do you listen to the ticket ever? Sometimes, every once in a while, I'll still listen to them. I used to listen to them a lot more. Yeah, I always like the Carson Anderson show, but do you ever listen to the morning show like recently? I guess uh, John Jansen's on there instead of Jamie Samuelson. Oh, nice. I think it was before. I don't know what it is. The way he speaks, I just hate it so much. He sounds like somebody who went to like a uh, <laughs> professional announcing coach. Like he has like the cadence. Of rhythm. Oh, my God. I hate it so much. Does he sound like he comes from a, uh, a small hick town? <laughs> no, it sounds like he like had someone professionally train him for like mm-hmm. you know the mid-atlantic or whatever the uh oh, right. was accent yeah hello detroit and all the ships of says yes yes kind of <laughs> exactly yes you should listen i mean it, i mean listen to it and you'll see what i'm talking about what do you think Stoney, right do you think that they that, do you think they're gonna trade uh, matthew stafford <laughs> this just in an alien spacecraft has landed <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, I, I, maybe that's not maybe that's not exactly what I'm trying to describe. But yeah, listen, mm-hmm. it's it's I don't like it. He sounds too like too Mister Radio voice, not like a real voice. Yeah, yeah, like not like a real like if he actually talks like this in his personal life, I feel sorry for all his friends and family. Like and you, anybody who went to the, the same high school or junior high he went to. 
Like you listen to Stony, and as Stony has a unique voice and everything. It's a good voice for radio, but no one's thinking like, "Oh, Stony, that's a very professional voice." Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I don't. I think that's done now. You don't need that anymore. You don't mm-hmm. need like uh, you know the nightly news announcer like yeah. it's just in the plane exploding and bodies are everywhere. Yeah, just talk like yourself. Yeah. We do. I know it's. I know that's a shock to all our listeners. Yeah, everyone thinks that I have a very professional voice. <laughs> right. Oh, hey, you know what? I just re uh, reread like over two days. Uh, the Running Man by Richard Batchman. I-, I was going to guess the Running Man. <laughs> yeah, the plane exploding thing reminded me of that. <laughs> I really. That's like three hundred pages, but it goes by so quickly. It's ridiculous. Apparently, he wrote it in like forty-eight hours. Oh, I. Uh, I'm sure he wasn't on any kind of drug. <laughs> I really enjoy it though. It's weird, like that. I think Cujo's okay as well. Like I think he mm-hmm. says he doesn't remember writing that as well, at all. Yeah, which is odd because I can't imagine like a, you know the NaNoWriMo thing, like the National Novel Writing Month. Yep, I'm aware of it. This year, I just like I, I I work on like a role playing game, like uh, you know books. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'll do that for that this year. I, I think over like three days, I maybe got the first day's goal. It's so hard to write that many words, but. Stephen King just fucking cranks shit out on oh, yeah. shows sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the Tommy knockers. That's the pro- part of the problem with it. Yeah, Tommy knockers exactly. Insomnia. Yep, insomnia is no good. Tommy knockers no good. Rope catcher, your shit's attacking you. Rose matter. That one's not any good either. The Dark Tower Seven. Well, there's yeah, there's stuff in the Dark Tower Seven that I I I generally like the way that ends. Uh, yeah, the last I mean the whole fucking throwing like a laser beams thing was kind of dumb. Well, no, that's not what I'm, I like. I like how it ends. I mean, spoilers for the Dark Tower, I guess. I like how it ends right at the very end. How it like just it's like a time loop, like yeah, yeah. it takes them back to the yeah, beginning. Yeah. I like that idea. Conk or whatever. Yeah, I like that idea of an ending as basically like, you know, it's like I think because he's he's famous for not you know being very great with endings. I think that's probably his best ending. That's a very good idea, and I know some people are like angry about it, but it's satisfying to me because it's like you know, hey, things might be different now. It's it's always has kind of felt like uh, like it's a um, a Sisyphus like uh, quest, you know, in hell. Um, it, and you know what? so it makes sense to me. I think the Bachman books all end better. They have really good endings. I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinner, like ends perfectly. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, ro- Roadwork ends very good. Uh, yep. The Running Man, The Long Walk, Rage, yep. all these, all the, I mean, I, I mean, the later, I, I would argue that the later are Bachman books, like regulators are not really Bachman books or mm-hmm. marketing gimmicks. Yeah. I don't feel like he's coming from the same place. I mean, all those early Bachman books end very well. Like, yeah. I mean, the ending is like almost perfect for all of them. When he allows himself to have like a downer of an ending, it's, he usually does it pretty well. That's what life is, a series of downers. That's right. And Stephen King write, writes them well, but when he tries to make things like, oh, everything's happy again, it's kind of like, eh. Like It, to me, is is the biggest one. I I really don't like the way It ends. Um I'd argue that it might is obviously his most famous book and probably in a lot of ways his most iconic book, but you could cut half that fucking book out and it'd be a much better book. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I think mean, he, first of all, you don't need to explain the monster there. You don't have to have the dead light and oh, look at the mm-hmm. ancient turtle. That's fucking yeah. dumb. Yeah, exactly. You could also cut out a lot of, and they did the stand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, I like the stand, but at a certain point, if you're going to detail about the fucking uh, you know power grid, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not a uh, Tom Glancy like super deep dive into it where it's really fascinating, and you learn shit. Don't do it. I mean, just, you know, mention, oh, so-and-so took care of the power. Yep, exactly. That's, I think that, the, I think 1990, 1990 or 91, some, some, something around there, is when he re-released the stand complete and uncut, and that had to have been, like, the height of Stephen King power and ego, where he was just like, yeah, you know this book that came out uh, 15 fucking years ago that they made me cut out 400 pages of? that it was better for cutting out 400 pages of, I put them back. Yeah, and there was fucking uh, infomercials about it. Yep. Oh, I remember late-night infomercials. Oh, yeah, I bet you at that age was probably salivating at the fucking commercials. Absolutely. So you, ever since I've known you, you've been a huge Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. I think I read Pet Cemetery when I was 10, and that was, that was the first Stephen King book I read. And, and ever since then, I just, you know, like, devoured the books. I think it was the first one I read. That's a pretty that's 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 some pretty good conviction too to get through it as the first Stephen King book you read. Yeah, I've always been like a voracious reader, so I read it in probably two or three days. Like I was hanging out, same with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had you know, in my free time, I'm like, oh, I'll just read this book, and I would stay up to like two in the morning reading it. And it's funny, people like I've heard people mention that books like terrify them, but like I've never once like you know, oh my god, I can't sleep because of a book. Or even a movie, but books especially. I because yeah. you could stop whenever you want. That's a that's a great thing about books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I've I've rarely been creep as much as I like Stephen King books and and you know, but like you, I've I've rarely been even creeped out by a book. I think maybe The Shining was the closest I came to being like, oh, this is kind of creepy. I mean, books like that are fictional about like you know sociopaths and that kind of stuff are way more terrifying to me than like you know ghosts and goblins or right. something that has a goddamn ghost in it. <laughs> yeah, the non supernatural type stuff always does seem to be like and true story stuff to me. You know, like it's it's like unsolved mysteries was always scarier to me because it's like those fucking people are still out there. Yeah, and also scenario number one. Exactly. He's hanging by his neck in a fucking closet. Exactly. Oh, well, that is our episode for the week. Mike, do you have anything you want to tell people before we get the hell out of here? Uh, no, I don't really have much to say. Um, I guess if you're into tabletop role-playing games, uh, download uh, or you know buy and download Titan Effect because uh, you know I love that game. The more people who play it, the better. So do that. Download Mike's games, too. I only have one out so far, but I am writing stuff for Titan Effect, so it'll work out. All right. Well, there you go. Well, we will see. Wait on Area 51, drivethroughrpg.com. I've made tens of dollars off this game. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. We'll see you next week.